No countdown today as Jack gets a face full of food here. It is NFL game day. Uh, it is also boxing day uh, for those of you who celebrate. And uh, it is a beautiful day here in Nashville. I don't know about the weather in Atlanta, but that doesn't matter because you are going to a domed stadium today. Uh Lions versus Falcons and I think what is it's not the sicko game of the day but it's very close I mean here's my uh, thought on it sorry my contact just fell out but um you're good my... and I went to a Titans Texans game in here's the pouring rain so I, I understand sicko football here's the thing there are multiple sicko games today sicko games are not relegated to just one game. Because if you look at the lineup and you see him, gee, which games would I love to go to? And if any thought in your head pops up, Giants, Eagles, Jags, Jets, or Falcons, Lions, you, my friend, are a sicko. So, sadly, those three games are all real and they will be happening and they do scare me. But we have to pick them anyway. So we're going to get to that later when we get around to our picks. But yeah, there's a lot of bad football on today, but there's also a lot of good football. So we're going to highlight that too. But we did have a lot of fun. Uh, I know uh, hopefully everyone has had a very Merry Christmas as well. Happy Boxing Day to everyone as well who celebrates. But I'm just very excited to talk about late season football because that's always fun football to talk about. When things finally get down to the water uh, wire, things are finally counting really. <laughs> And the best way to start that off is with a look at our playoff picture. I know I will. We've been over this a lot uh, in previous years, uh, but we're going to continue to go through that. This is actually our third time going through all this stuff, thinking all the way back to October um, through the end of the year 2019 when we started this. The third time going through, and we got our divisional look. So I'm going to go ahead and pull this up because uh, this always tends to be the best visual. But I'm going to go ahead and get the playoff picture on 538. Which, again, if you all don't use 538, we are obviously not sponsored by them. But I do think it's a great idea to go look at them. They're a pretty good site. So we're going to go with AFC first. And in the East, we got the Pats, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets. Obviously, the Jets are already eliminated. The Dolphins are hanging on by a thread. And the Pats and Bills have nearly locked things up. But the division seems to be pretty heavily for the Pats, but that's why when we get to the game this week, this is going to be the game to decide it. If the Patriots win, it's pretty much all but done. But if the Bills win, it's not all but done, but it's getting pretty close. 88-12 is pretty unlikely. And who the Bills got next? Falcons and Jets. You win either of those two games, you pretty much clinch. Even if the Patriots win out, it seems pretty unlikely. Unless you choke to Atlanta, of course, then you don't win. But... Beating New England and Atlanta pretty much sums it up. And, of course, if the Pats lose or any other sort of crazy stuff happens, they will not win the division. So, Patriots-Bills, this game is a pretty colossal game to either team. Got to get that one to get the win off. Patriots, again, 66% chance to win that division. Any thoughts on this? Uh, obviously, the game today uh, is going gonna, is gonna to end up being a huge factor. Uh me being a Titans fan, I am fully team Bills in this situation. Um, today, I am a humongous Bills fan. Um, I am a I am an adamant Pittsburgh Steelers fan. 
Um, and I think I'm going to be a Saints fan for the weekend uh, as well. But we'll uh, we'll see. Now, I had a wonderful Christmas, but you don't need to taint it by saying things like that, Noah. No need to taint Christmas with that. That kind of talk is not allowed here. Sorry, that's the coffee talk. <laughs> Next up is the absolutely bonkers AFC North. And, yeah, this division is pretty gross, but it's, it's insane. So, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and pretty much any of these teams still have a chance to playoffs. Obviously, Steelers and Browns are hanging on by a thread, but... They aren't dead yet, especially when you go ahead and look at the rest of their schedule, but it's pretty tough because of the Browns with Pittsburgh and Cincinnati um, losing either of these games gets the Browns eliminated. You have to win both. And if they do win both, they're already second best odds in the division because, again, you're playing two divisional opponents. But Kansas City is going to determine a lot of this league because with just that win, look how much that changes. Huge, huge changes here. The Bengals have a great odds to make the playoffs as well, where it's very likely that we're going to see a wild card team in this division. Uh, not in 100% likely, but pretty good odds we see a wild card team here because they're pretty much locked in. Um, seeing Bills go is pretty high, Colts go is pretty high, but it's still possible that we get a sneak in one from here. But yeah, this division's pretty rough to watch. Uh, we saw the Browns lose to the Packers, as we both predicted fairly easily uh, yesterday. And then. Bengals and Ravens is a colossal game today for the division. And then Steelers at Kansas City is a big-time game for both those teams, too. Because, again, the Steelers absolutely have to win. If they lose, then it's pretty low odds for the Steelers to do much this season. But if they win, Steelers are in really good position. So, big, big, big game for them. Um, and we'll get to the Kansas City stakes that game later. But, yeah, I, I don't think this division is very competent most of the time. We'll see if you have any thoughts on that, too. The AFC North is its what the AFC North has always been. It's tough football. It's not great football. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, flash or sizzle uh, to steal Trent Dilfer's terms. But it is tough grown man football. Um, all of those places are relatively cold this time of year. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch how, how that division plays out. Um, I, I did want to talk, if you want to just transition into last night's games. Um, I wanted to just run through this first. To really, You can talk about it, but the deep dive on that, I wanted to wait a bit just for the structure's sake. But Yeah, I mean, as far as the Browns go, I, I just – I don't see Baker Mayfield really carrying them much further. Uh, the way that team has set itself up the rest of the season. Now against the division, I think they can certainly make things interesting. Uh, but I, I'm I'm looking at the Bengals to come out of this division, as I think everyone is, because their quarterback is the only one that's really, really healthy right now. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough for them to really be able to do a lot else here so i yeah i'm not i'm not particularly confident in that browns team but they still can pull it out again my prediction has gone horrifically awry um, of them doing much this season but it's not dead yet two massive games to go not dead yet but we're pretty close next up we have a division that's frequently faced a good amount of ridicule and 
Rightfully so, but at least this season, they seem to be putting a lot of that to bed. Not all of it, but a good chunk of it, with now two teams in the division actually showing a lot of promise of being very solid. Usually it's not, but they've got two pretty good teams here. Obviously, the Texans and the Jaguars are both miserable, and we can pretty much forget about those, but the Titans and the Colts have both put together very impressive seasons, especially the Colts, a team that many didn't think were going to really pull it off. Titans had a lot of pieces together. Um, not particularly shocked they got to double-digit wins this year and are pretty much on their way to the playoffs and on their way to winning the division. In fact, if they beat Miami this week, they pretty much wrap it up anyway, no matter what. So, uh, of course, I know the teams you're cheering for, you want to get higher within the uh, the four teams that are at the top of the divisions, which make a lot of sense because the Titans still got a pretty good chance to get that. You see that 31%, pretty good odds. And again, Houston's also terrible too. You win that game and your odds are looking kind of nice. You need the Chiefs to start losing. You need um, the Patriots to start losing, and you really got a good odds here to go ahead and win it. In fact, if if my if the Titans went out, it's pretty much a two-man race between them and the Chiefs, and I think it's pretty clear the Chiefs have a much more difficult schedule ahead of them. So that uh, presents itself to quite an interesting situation, even though the Titans are 19% odds here. I think that 19% might be a little lower than we think. Yeah, and even though I didn't get the result that, you know, I really wanted last night, uh, we control our own destiny. If we win next week, we wrap up the division um, at home against Miami. Uh, I might have to uh, I might have to make a trip uh, down to the old Nissan Stadium to watch watch my Titans clinch the division. And Nothing would make this a merrier Christmas and a happier New Year than the news that Derrick Henry is returning from IR. Would make me happy as a fantasy man. I would enjoy that. Next up, we have the AFC West, the division that, frankly, I thought was going to be really, really, really solid this season. <laughs> um, really, though, top to bottom, it's not that bad. I mean, your worst team in the division is the 7-7 seven and seven Broncos or the 7-7 seven and seven Raiders, which... I think it'd be pretty hard-pressed to find someone who thinks either of those teams are bad football teams. I mean, they're not exactly the best, obviously, but both of them have pulled off some pretty impressive wins. Obviously, the Chargers have looked very good this season, and the Chiefs, after sort of a rough uh, start, a little bit of a ish middle, have actually pulled together a pretty strong year and are sitting at 10-4. and four. The Chiefs aren't too worried about anything. Uh, beating Pittsburgh today uh, actually clinches playoffs, but doesn't quite clinch the division yet. Um, the Chargers still have an incredibly slim but possible way in, um, but they're pretty much going to need the Chiefs to <laughs> nearly lose out and have the Chargers win out for that to happen, which, again, as we know, is uh, pretty low odds, but still is possible. So don't have a ton of faith in them pulling that off. But, yeah, overall, this division, I think, is a very strong division. I think we're going to see both the Chiefs and the Chargers make the playoffs. <coughs> Raiders and Broncos are not quite their year, but still a pretty solid effort from two teams that are clearly still in the building phase. Yeah. I mean, this division is kind of what we thought uh, the NFC West was going to be at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's a solid division top to bottom. Uh, obviously the Raiders and Broncos have kind of fizzled out as they deal with a lot of questions from head coaches to, uh, quarterbacks to injuries. I mean, th those two teams have dealt with a lot this year. Um, but we continue to see the Chargers look really impressive. Um, and obviously the Chiefs are probably the hottest team in football. It's either – it has to be either them or the Colts, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you can look yeah. at the Dolphins, but as far as 
um, having prime playoff position. I, those are the two hottest teams in football to me. Um, and the Chiefs are right at the top there. Uh, but we'll have to see, you know, if if Big Ben can sort of put together a game today and uh, knock off the hottest team in football. I did want to add in just because we got this question on uh, Twitch coming in about with the Ravens quarterback situation, where do you put the Bengals chances uh, to make the playoffs win the division that is? And uh, just to loop back around, we, we did this before with the baseball question that we got. Always appreciate questions coming in. But I, I think the Bengals have a pretty good shot in this game. I Not to preview the pick early, but I'm riding pretty hard with the Bengals today because I know that we really love what Tyler Huntley brought to the board. Uh, last week, putting up in a really impressive performance uh, with Lamar Jackson's absence. But I think with all the other COVID issues and then now having your third string quarterback, who wasn't really expected to play. I know Josh Johnson has played a little bit, but I, I just I feel like this is time for the Bengals to really grip the division, take a big game. And I feel like they have all the pieces to do it. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. I, I If Lamar's not on the field, uh, it's it's pretty tough sledding for the Ravens, especially without Marlon Humphrey. I mean, that it, for as bad as the Titans injury luck has been, I think I've said this on the pod before the Ravens had the worst injury luck in football. Cause they lost more guys. Oh yeah. Season. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's been horrific for them. Important. Yeah. It, it's actually a miracle. They're still in a playoff race with this many players out. I mean, I respect that, but it's yeah. I don't, I don't think that's going to, the luck's going to ride anymore. Next up, we have the division that brings us so much pain, and that is the NFC East. Now, it is a lot less painful than last year. We can definitely say that. This is no longer the most painful division by a long shot because we do have one team that's actually been pretty good, and that's the Cowboys, who have finally gotten their act together going 10-4. and um, Eagles 7-7 and is not too bad either. Washington 6-8 and is not the best, but not horrific. And then you have the Giants. So Giants uh, somehow are not actually eliminated yet. Um with a loss this week at Philly, they will be out. Uh, in fact, apparently, even with a win, they're out. So, <laughs> I think pretty much you can say the Lions are uh, or the Giants are out um, coming in here. In fact, yeah, even if the Giants went out, they still um, or actually maybe they have somewhat of an odds. But um, I'd say pretty much impossible for the seven and ten best case scenario Giants to make the playoffs. So safely eliminate them. But. Overall, this division has shown me a few things, and it's shown me that the Cowboys are a legitimate team getting ready to play in big games. I don't think that they're quite – I wouldn't go as far as Super Bowl contenders even with this record, but I I think they're going to be a solid team in the playoffs, and they're going to be a tough out. Um, Eagles, shockingly, can still make the playoffs. It's basically a race between them and the Saints to get one of those last seeds, but I'm not really loving a lot of what they've done. They've sort of been back and forth, um, and even their odds are very dependent even on this week. But all these teams pretty much have just uh, in-division games to go. They're very – I mean, only two games total in this division. Just this, these two are out of division. Um, and and at least Arizona is going to be tough. But at Chicago, uh, might not be too difficult. But it's also the Giants, so we'll see. But, yeah, Eagles have still pretty decent odds to make the playoffs. Um, even if they win the next two, they really need to get that Dallas game down. So this week is just basically a win and stay alive for the Eagles. But – uh, is there much of this division that brings you a lot of confidence, even with the Cowboys being good? Absolutely not. No, this is this is an extra NFC Easty division because it's not it it's not like they're all bad teams on paper, but all of these teams get the boost of getting to play one another. 
twice. So, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of provides a boost to the entire division. It's kind of like the AFC East almost, you know. the Bill, I mean, for years, and it's not as much the case this year, but for years that division got a huge – the Patriots essentially got a huge boost because they got to beat up on the Bills – the Jets and the Dolphins twice a year. It's the AFC South this season. The NFC yeah, it, is, it is the AFC South. The Colts and Titans just getting free wins. Yeah. And, and I realized that we lost to the Texans, but there's a million reasons why we <laughs> lost that game. And but you're at 10 wins anyway. Texans is, yeah, we're at 10 wins and about to make the playoffs. So um, there's a lot of excuses that could be made for that game. Either way. Uh, this is first off. I refuse to watch the New York Giants. I just don't watch them play football. I just like look at my phone, go to another game. It's just, their season does not concern me, and I will. And I refuse to talk to anyone else. But we found out. Um, we found out this morning. Yeah, Daniel Jones <laughs> and Joe Judge will be back. That is per uh, Adam Schefter. And God, I mean, if you're a Giants fan, you gotta just be like giving up, right? Hey, but good news, Kadarius Tony is back. <laughs> Hooray! Oh, good news, Daniel oh, Jones boy. can't get him the ball. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter. You could have Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, and I mean, T.O. on that on the team, and Jerry Rice on the bench, and you could still wouldn't be able to get more than 200 passing yards. But, um, yeah, that team's obviously a disaster. I do feel bad for them a little bit just because it's hard to watch a team not really do anything. But, yeah, they're they're kind of screwed for a bit because basically the only thing they have going for them is pretty good draft picks. So good for that. Uh, but now we can talk about the division that will take about uh, 15 seconds to talk about, and that is the NFC North, and mainly because there's sort of not as much going on there because the Bears are done, the Lions are done, the Packers have already totally clinched, and have really high odds to get that first overall seed in the NFC. And then the Vikings are sort of hanging on, but not quite done yet. But they got to have some things go their way because you got the Rams this week, which if you win, you got pretty good odds. But if you lose, you're about done. And then you got to play at Green Bay. And I I don't think you're winning both those games. And um, if you do win both those games, basically you're locked for the playoffs, even if you lose to Chicago. Um, but... I just, the way the Vikings have been so up and down, I just, especially with the Rams turning the season around now, I just can't see them doing that. So I don't know. I don't really think there's much to say about this division. Uh, we know the Lions are terrible. We know the Bears are terrible. We know the Packers are really good. And the Vikings are just kind of a weird team. So um, yeah, it, it's it's very bizarre. Yeah. I mean, I, I knew the Packers were making the Super Bowl this year. That's all I'm saying. I, um, yeah, I still have. I have decent faith that um, Aaron Rodgers for are, MVP. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm he's, cheering for it. He's he's pretty remarkable what he's been able to do this season. We now can move on to my division, which is the NFC South, and that of course features the Bucks, Saints, Falcons, and Panthers. The Panthers putting together a truly horrific season. Falcons putting together a okay season based on record, but a really bad season based on the eye test. Um, Saints kind of doing better than we thought, but kind of worse. They're kind of weird. And then the Bucks pretty much doing what everyone thought the Bucks were going to do. 
Um, yeah. Pretty obviously, they ran away with this division, which I don't think anybody thought that they weren't going to run away with this division. Um, I did predict the Falcons would be better this year, so I was right on that. Uh, I do think Arthur Smith was a good hire. I think he still is good here. I think there are a lot more games we would have lost if we didn't have him in, so I do appreciate that. But if you're going to chalk up a lot of the season losing, a lot of it is the fact that the defense still cannot hold anyone. The offensive line is one of the worst rated in the league. I know Matt Ryan is aging, but I blame – I'm more mad at his contract than I am at him. And, um, again, Calvin Ridley holding out. I know that he's had uh, mental health stuff he's going through, which obviously I'm on his side for that and want him to get better. But it is tough to see a guy that is that much money on the contract list getting hit every week uh, for someone that doesn't play for us, basically. So I – I get that. I'm not trying to dog him for mental health stuff. I know that's big, but it does have to hurt a little bit when you see a guy taking that much money and not playing football or going to practices or anything. It It, it is a little annoying. So I don't know what's going to happen with us. Obviously, the Falcons' odds of the playoffs are not totally over, but it's pretty much over. If the Falcons lose any of their last three games, they're out. But I actually did see that if the Falcons win out and the Saints and the Eagles lose out, which is not impossible, that the Falcons make the playoffs. So <laughs> there's actually – it's actually not over yet, but of course we could lose to Detroit today and doesn't still mathematically in it. But all right, I like the uh, we are like mathematically in it. But um, I, like I gotta say, the team that's really been really bad this year is is again the Panthers. Been sort of, I mean, I knew no one really had a lot of faith in them, but like, wow, they've done nothing. And I get they had that short undefeated start of the season that we all knew was going to fall apart, but like, I just wanted to say that not not to dog on a divisional opponent, but like wow, the Panthers have not been good. So Jimmy I, I G's really going to the Panthers next year. Bookmark it. Could be an interesting move. I'd like to see that just for the sake of fun. Question is who would go to the Niners or oh well, because Trey Lance, I forgot that he's on the team. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, we finally have the NFC West last up here. And this has been a division that we all knew was going to be really strong and has pretty much been almost all strong. But the Rams have been really solid this year. I thought they were going to be really good. I picked them to be in the NFC Championship game preseason, so it looks like those odds are pretty good still. Cardinals have obviously overperformed. Um, I knew that we liked them preseason somewhat. I actually wasn't as huge on them preseason, but they've kind of fallen apart recently. The last few weeks of the Cardinals have been horrible. But, um, but they've had a really good season overall. They're pretty much going to make the playoffs anyway. And then the 49ers have put together a good season again, bouncing back from a down year last year after their Super Bowl uh, runner-up season a couple years ago. And are looking pretty good odds to make the playoffs, especially against Houston this week, where if they win, um, it eliminates the Seahawks and puts the Niners at – or basically eliminates the Seahawks. Um, but you still got to get past the Rams. So that will be a tricky endeavor for the Niners to do. So – yeah, this division, I don't really know what else to sort of add about it. It's a really good division. We've known it's been good. Rams, Cardinals, Niners can beat a lot of teams in football right now. And top to bottom, it's probably one of the strongest. Even the Seahawks at the bottom are obviously um, not the best worst team. We, I think it's clear to say that even the Raiders or the Broncos are better. I know they're a couple games up, at least on paper. But for being the worst team in this division, the Seahawks could be a lot worse. Yeah. Um I'm interested to see what the uh, Seahawks do today. That That's a game that I'm really looking at. Yeah. Um, I think there's an edge to bet it uh, for sure. Um, I'm looking for that edge right now, which is why I uh, haven't been chiming in quite as much. But Very good. I don't know. I, I The Cardinals seem like they're falling apart to me. Um, they're they're slipping. Can, we can talk about the game from last night, but that 
that team has not been the same since they started getting hurt. And obviously DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Water, two big players that they have out. I think they can still be competitive, but without DeAndre Hopkins, they just don't have that go-to guy in the receiving core that Kyler can just chuck it up to. Um, You know, when when teams start blitzing him, because that's what they're doing now, is they're trying to pressure Kyler, they're trying to get him out of his reads, um, and they're trying to make him make other guys make a play, uh, which we haven't necessarily seen as much without DeAndre Hopkins on the field. And just to run it back down again so we can wrap this up, AFC wildcard, Colts 98%, Bills 75%, Chargers 74 be your three spots there as you were 5-6-7. And then the NFC, uh, you have the Cardinals at, pl- at 90, over 99%, the Niners at 69%, and the Saints at 49%. Then in the hunt, Ravens at 48%, Eagles 41 Vikings 29 And then essentially done, I basically just put this with anyone below 20% odds, Steelers, Browns, uh, Washington, Dolphins, Raiders, Broncos, Falcons, and then Seahawks and Panthers are a below per, a point of a percent, basically. Texans, Jags, Lions, Jets, and Bears are all of your teams out in that order. So that is your look at the playoff. We can now move on to our Week 16 recap we have so far, which is pretty short. We only got two games, uh, which are the two games we've had uh, over Christmas. And that is going to start off, of course, with the Cleveland Browns up against the Green Bay Packers, what was a pretty interesting game here. And I think uh, we now can, I mean, I know we sort of solidified this before, but it's pretty obvious now that um, that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time to play for Green Bay. Um, I think that's pretty oh, clear. 100%. And uh, I know we kind of knew that was the case, but now it's like extremely the case. Um, but yeah, Baker was absolutely horrific in this game Four first half picks. Uh, Chubb was actually pretty good on the ground. And the Rodgers-Adams connection, again, is great. Ten receptions, 114 yards, and two touchdowns for Devontae Adams. So pretty, pretty solid there. Green Bay is establishing themselves as the best team in football right now and uh, clearly the best team in the NFC at the moment. Um, again, 88% chance to get that one seed. So this game at least proved to me that the Browns are still not ready at all to be legit, and the Packers are a team that really everyone should be afraid of. Though, again, it's still the Packers getting ready to the playoffs. I know it's been a very long decade since they touched that Super Bowl trophy, but it's just – I, it's really hard. Even though every logical brain of my body says I should trust the Packers, they're a really solid team here. But I still think – I don't know. <laughs> it's still the Packers. And it's still – even if they're this good in the regular season, it's still the regular season. So that to me is where – that may just be – past demons talking to me but i'm not sure i just don't understand how you watch baker mayfield and you go this is the guy i i know he's been hurt this year i i think he's capable of playing better but the point is that he's not going to be able to carry your team and at some point during the season it happens for every quarterback your quarterback has to be able to carry your team whether that's for one drive or whether that's for an entire game uh, when some of your best players are out behind a banged-up offensive line against the Packers. Um, The fact of the matter is that Cleveland averaged 8.4 – 8.8, I'm sorry, yards carry against the Green Bay Packers. Baker Mayfield then went out and threw a bunch of interceptions – they can't trust him with the ball in their hands 
Um, and I think that was my ultimate takeaway from the Browns game last night was, okay, this thing might be cooked. Um, and I mean, he's better, he's better than just a question mark at quarterback, but he is, we've seen these performances time and time again. Um, and now Odell Beckham Jr. is scoring touchdowns in L.A. while Baker Mayfield is throwing interceptions in the red zone. So something has to give here as far as the Browns and Baker Mayfield are concerned uh, because I don't think he's ever going to take them to that next level uh, that they really need to be successful, especially in this division um, and, and against against – Super Bowl contending teams like the Packers. Now, that being said, should they make the playoffs? Um, can they be a threat? Yes. Um, are they a legitimate threat? I'm not sure because at some point you're going to have to give the ball to Baker Mayfield and he's not going to, he's going to have to not throw interceptions uh, in the most important moments yeah. of the game. <laughs> I realize that's not like the most, uh, analytical take in the world um yeah but we we've seen this over and over again i mean it's it's going in the wrong direction for cleveland yeah yeah i think is the main takeaway it's it's not adding up as much as it should and and you can go ahead and we we can actually look at this next game when you want to add about talking about um adding it up is indianapolis up against arizona in the desert and this is the one game we disagreed on here because we both agreed on Green Bay, which I think was a pretty safe pick there. We obviously saw what happened in that game, so um, good on us for seeing that coming. But I stuck with the Colts, even though I was really hesitant on them, uh, even before, right before the game started with Quentin Nelson being out. I mean, their offensive line was shredded in this game. But they won, and they won pretty solidly. And, yeah, Taylor struggled in the first half, didn't do as great. He did never score in this game, but he still got over 100 yards and almost 30 carries. And Indianapolis is, is undefeated when he goes for over 100 yards and is winless when he doesn't. So if you want to talk about MVP, I know you I can't stand the Colts, but if you want to talk about MVP, he has a case. Because if you're talking about who is most valuable to whatever team and you talk about team success, that's pretty big up there. This team is lost, confused, and winless without him, and they are undefeated and one of the best teams in the league if they have him. And so even in a game where he doesn't really show up as big, they still take down Arizona, and I get they've been slipping a bit. But this loss was almost more concerning than the Lions one, even because the Lions is a stupid flute game. But this game was actually you get back at home, you get to reset, you play a team that's been surging well, but they have all these injuries and COVID stuff going on. This is your chance to bounce back and make a statement. And they just sort of fell flat. I mean, this is three weeks in a row that Arizona's had a chance to clinch the playoffs and they failed. And yeah, Indianapolis six and one and three and zero in the last few games. Arizona's three and five since a seven and zero start, and three and four at home. Which that's their big reason. I said the Cardinals cannot win at home. I don't know what their problem is. They are amazing on the road, seven and one. This team is a fantastic road team, but they're terrible at home. And it looked like that just kept going on. And yeah, Indy is looking like a really dangerous team right now. I'm not saying they're going to go at all and win, but they're a nine and six team, five and two on the road, and they can really, really deliver some big time punches to big time teams. And I've liked what they put together here. The Raiders and Jags, their last two teams. Two games they should win pretty solidly, and that could have them at eleven and six. I would like to state for the record that I am unconcerned still with the Indianapolis Colts. I am in the exact same 
uh, seat that I was in preseason with Indy. Um, still? Yeah, still. There's no Why? way that you thought they were going to be 9-6 and six at this point. Why? I, I don't care what their win-loss is. In the most important moment of the season, Carson Wentz is going to do something dumb, and they're going to lose the game. But they won this game, and they beat the Pats, two teams they shouldn't have beaten. And they beat them both convincingly. At some point in the playoffs, Carson Wentz is going to do something dumb and cost his team the game. I'm unconcerned with Indy in the playoffs because Carson Wentz is not clutch. When they when they have a lead and they can just run Jonathan Taylor down your throat, which Derrick Henry is better, by the way. Uh, when they have a lead, they can run Jonathan Taylor down your throat. They, they're a fine team. They're a good team. When they are playing from behind and they have to tr- lean on Carson Wentz, in the most important moments, he is going to do something dumb. He's still Carson Wentz. You have to admit he had a good game. He had a fine game. They didn't really pressure him a whole lot. He was able it, to throw last... the ball very cleanly. Okay, when his he last touchdown a team, was... That, that was an impressive throw. Did you throw. see that? Okay, I was like, I, I, did, I did, okay, I did okay. see that throw. Okay. Uh, I was, I was hoping you did. Is that when the pressure's on, in in a big moment in the playoffs, they're going to need Carson Wentz to make a throw like that, and I don't think he's got the juice. I think he's going to do something dumb in crunch time eventually, and I am unconcerned with the Indianapolis. I guess guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. We're after because once Derrick Henry comes back, we're going to see who the real rushing king of the NFL is. Again, no, I've had him in fantasy. I've missed him just as uh, – maybe not just as much, but uh, but I've missed him a lot. <laughs> missed him a lot for fantasy. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, the one league where I'm the one seed in and I had a bye, I'm going to lose in the first round. And the other league where I just missed the playoffs because I lost five games in a row, I am going to beat my opponent and probably end up winning the loser's bracket. So it, it happens every time. I always win Plus, the loser's bracket. I always lose the winner's bracket. It's it's I'm, I'm determined to always be right in the middle. But we have our last section up here, and this is one that's always a lot of fun. It is our preview and picks. So this week we're going to have it split um, because, of course, we have a little bit off here. So Noah is sitting at 138 wins, 79 losses, and one tie, and I'm at 143 wins, 74 losses, and one tie, which I got to say, shout out us because those are pretty good records. I'm impressed with and that. And I need to I need to grab a phone charger right quick. I'll oh, be all right good. Back. I can I can just talk about this for a second. But uh, yeah, pretty good overall in the season for us. We usually do pretty well in NFL compared to college, though. We also do well in college. Um, neither of us have ever really gotten particularly close to a losing record on these, which is awesome. But um, at least so far this week, again, like we mentioned, Noah is two and one. I'm three and zero. Oh, so uh, a good start, at least for me there. And again, two and one is pretty solid as well. So we love to see it. We both had the Titans, and then we both had the Packers, and I had Colts again. He had cards. So that is our record through the first three games. But we got a whole lot left. Again, there are no teams that are um, out due to um, any kind of bye weeks or anything. So we are going to have a full slate ahead of us, uh, which is going to start at 1 p.m. coming up in the next couple of hours. My time, uh, noon is central. And the first game up here is the game that I will be attending today. My first uh, NFL game I will be going to in the city the great city of Atlanta since 2017 and my first NFL game in a couple of years. And that's going to be the Detroit Lions. Sorry, going it's to be the Atlanta one. Falcons. 
it's pretty heinous. But I am going. I had did get tickets. I am going to the Buffalo Bills Falcons game in Buffalo next week, which it's uh, supposed to be thirty degrees and snowing the whole time. So I probably will get to be able to see a snowball game, but um, it might kill me doing that. So <laughs> I don't know what's going to be harder to deal with: Falcons lines or thirty degrees in the snow. But either way, it's going to be a pretty cool time. Detroit, Atlanta, I'm going to go with the Falcons here. Detroit is already awful. We know they had a big win last week, but the big reason why they won that game was Jared Goff, who is confirmed to be out for this game. So I don't really have much faith in Detroit here. Um, Again, if the Falcons lose, they're eliminated from the playoffs. Detroit has absolutely nothing to play for. I think Atlanta will try enough to beat the Lions. God, I hope so. But this game, they should win. Pretty confident that the line in this game um, is Atlanta by seven. And I think they could cover, again, with Goff out, I think I could cover that, though I do think it is possible, possible that DeAndre Swift could return for this game, which wouldn't make me think they're going to win, but they could maybe cover if he comes in. So I'll go ahead and look for that as you go ahead with your pick, but he may be able to do that. So Jamal Williams and Craig Reynolds would likely be the, the backs or will be the backs if he doesn't play. So I'll look into that. It's been a nice little stretch for the Lions. I'm going to go with the Falcons, though. Uh Lions give up more yards per attempt than anyone in the league uh, as far as passing is concerned. And uh, I think Matt Ryan's going to turn back the clock a little bit today, make some, uh, make some Atlanta betters happy. So I'm, I sure I'm, hope so. <laughs> I'm going, I'm riding with the Falcons today. Next, we have Baltimore up against Cincinnati in a battle of the sad uh, Midwest cities or Northeast or wherever you classify Baltimore as. Um, Atlantic, I guess. And uh, this game is going to be insensitive. Bengals uh, have a huge game here. They really, really need to win this one um, to get in and clinch everything up. Uh, I did actually want to say um, one thing kind of bizarre here. I, I forgot to mention this about Falcons-Lions. This is crazy. So, again, Lions 2-11-1, Atlanta 6-8. and eight. The Falcons have won zero games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year. The Lions have won zero games on the road. Yeah, the Falcons are 1-0 in London, 0-5 at home. And that London game counted as a home game. Lions are 0-6-1 on the road. So just for side note, kind of insane that neither of these teams, someone's going to be making uh, at least big news for themselves the year. But again, back to Baltimore Cincy. Um, Cincy is favored by a full touchdown in this game, and honestly, I understand why. It's because pretty much a lot of folks are out for Baltimore, as we talked about. Lamar Jackson's out, and Tyler Huntley stepped up big time last week. But then he got COVID too, so he's out. So with the third-string quarterback coming in, I just don't believe in the Bengals today. Or sorry, I don't believe in the Ravens today. I think the Bengals are going to pull it out and get a massive win here. So what are we looking at? Bengals at home against the Ravens. I just oh, I look don't... at that. Cincinnati is two and five as a home favorite. Uh, now that is two wins. To hang your hat. But what quarter? What quarterback were they playing though? That's <laughs> they weren't that's playing a Josh Johnson. <laughs> great question. Third string. Um, <laughs> look, their average margin of victory. They're averaging losing these games by ten-ish points. Uh, they're plus-minus against the spread, three point two. So I'm not sure they're going to cover. I think I do think they win though. Um, yeah, Win I just I don't I don't trust that. I don't trust that. I've since seen this game. Uh, we now they're have not, the, they're not great at home. That's the that's the thing. 
I just I can't. They have to win this game, and I just you're I right. Don't. Baltimore's Baltimore's bad on the road. We're gonna. We're, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it there. But yeah, I just I don't. Put the, a cap that on spread that. is too far. Cincinnati. Uh, we, I'm not. I, I'm not betting the Bengals. Trust me, I will not bet the Bengals today. We now have uh, a game that could also be pretty interesting here: Rams and the Vikings. The Vikings have been one of the most. I guess inconsistent teams. They've been actually really good at home, four and two, but the Rams have been even better on the road, five and two. Um, two teams that, again, have been very strange, but the Rams have really put their act together so far. They've won three in a row, um, which is against the Jags, which, yeah, okay. And then the Cardinals, which was bigger when they did it. And then Seattle, which is a pretty uh, solid win last week, even though the refs uh, certainly helped them a lot out. And Minnesota, kind of the same thing, where they lost a couple of bad games and then rattled off a couple of good wins. So both these teams are coming in actually pretty hot. Um, but I'm still going to go with the Rams. They actually get back, um, or maybe not get back, but they may get back Cam Akers for their next game, which I kind of forgot about Cam Akers because he had his Achilles, or I think Achilles or ACL, I'm not sure which one, it toured. So he's been out for the entire season. I don't think he'll be back today, but I don't really think it matters. I think the Rams are a much better team here. I get that going on the road in Minnesota is difficult. There's a reason why the Rams are only up by three here, but you know, whenever you see a road team being favored, I think that speaks a lot, and I think the Rams are just a better team. The Vikings are very inconsistent, and whenever they play a team that is really, really solid, it, it's very unlikely they win. The one time they did that was a little bit of an outlier was the the Packers, but that was about a month ago. So uh, I don't really know any big names that are out due to COVID for this game. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not really sure who is like big that's out. I don't really know anybody that's really big for out for either of these teams. But um, uh, well, Adam Thielen should play. They said Adam Thielen could play, but he's coming off an injury. His ankle isn't quite right yet. Um, but I don't know. I, I I still trust I still trust the Rams in this game to get it done. I'm going with the Rams too. I I, I think the Vikings are a sinking ship. And um, Dalvin Cook being out due to COVID doesn't help any case for Vikings either. Not at all, uh, especially when you're going to have to let Kirk Cousins throw uh, <laughs> against Aaron Donald. Um, I'm not I'm not riding with. Uh, Kirk Cousins in this game, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm hitting the Rams pretty hard. Um, we now have a battle of the AFC hopefuls to win out that division, and uh, I'm actually kind of surprised you both agreed on this game purely due to the fact this game is just so 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 tight. Um, it's only a one point spread. It's I mean this is about the biggest toss up game of the entire weekend if you can call it that, and. It's Bengal, or sorry, it's, it's Buffalo against New England. It's going to be in Foxborough, so New England, of course, is hosting. But they haven't been very good at home. New England only three and four at home, despite a nine and five record. And the Bills a pretty solid four and three. Uh, they're both four and three at home and four and three on the road, so pretty even for them. But I'm rolling with the Bills in this game. I think they're the better team overall. I think it's pretty clear that despite Mac Jones' a solid season, that Allen has done much better than him. Uh, I'm not going to go on a rant on this, but I do think that it is absolutely absurd that Lamar Jackson got the Pro Bowl nod over uh, Josh Allen. I, I, I mean, Josh Allen is better in pretty much every single quarterback statistic except for rushing, um, and even then he's been really good. So I don't get that. But Stephon Diggs has had a great year. Um, unfortunately for the Bills, Gabriel Davis, after having a really good week last week, is out with COVID, so he won't play. But Emmanuel Sanders will be set to step up. I have him starting on my fantasy team because I have no one left, so – Really hope Emmanuel Sanders goes off this week, but I don't have anyone left, so we're just sort of rolling with it. But um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, Damian Harris, I'm pretty sure, is reported to play today, uh, running back for New England, so that will be a boost for that offense. But 
I'm going to go with the Bills. A one-point spread is toss-up, and I think that's going to be the game. This is going to be a fourth-quarter, two-minute drill kind of game. I'm all over the Bills in this game, not just because I need the Patriots to lose for the Titans' sake, uh, but because I think there is an element of uh, of revenge here. Um, I, I think the Patriots really got them in the last game. Uh, we know Buffalo can't really run the ball. They still tried to throw the ball a ton in that last game, uh, but I think this game is going to be a little different. I think uh, the Bills are going to be a little bit more out for blood. Um, and I don't know if Mac Jones is going to be able to keep up with the high-flying shenanigans that the Buffalo Bills can pull today. Uh, we now have the game that is truly with the epitome of what we like to call the Tank Bowl because this one is actually worse than the Falcons and the Lions, and that is the yes. Jacksonville Jaguars against the New York Jets. And I still don't know why they scheduled this game that was mean to do that bad NFL for making us watch this game or at least making this game exist. Even if we don't have to watch it, this game does indeed exist and we cannot stop it from existing. So two and 12 Jags are zero and six on the road. The three and 11 jets are actually kind of surprisingly two and five at home, which really isn't that heinous considering it's three and 11 overall. Um, but I'm going to roll with the jets in this game. And I hate picking either of these teams, but the reason why I'm over the Jets is partially an angry pick because I picked the Jags last week and they blew it for me. And also because uh, Miles Jack is out for Jacksonville, one of their like five actually good players is out for this game, um, which has a lot of confidence towards the Jets simply because they only have a very small handful of decent players. And him being out uh, still worries me. Also, the fact they don't have a head coach, basically. I get Urban Meyer didn't really help with that, but um, it, it basically wasn't really a head coach anyway, but now they really don't have a head coach. Uh, but yeah, neither of these teams is really good at all. It's been a pretty embarrassing last few weeks for both. Um, as I mean, there's not a ton to add in here. The only thing difference that I can find within recent games is that they both played Houston recently and the Jags lost by two touchdowns and the Jets won by a touchdown. So there's that. I mean, there's no winner in this game. Nobody, nobody wins in this game. We're just picking teams because we got to pick. And also we agreed on a bunch. So I've had to find one to disagree on and no one's going to watch this game anyway. So uh, yes. And no Jets go. <laughs> I would like to also state for the record that the Jaguars are – 0-6 on the road. Yeah, and another reason why I'll, I'll go with the Jets here, even though, again, um, it may, I'm it, not going <laughs> to spend any more time on this game is, than is uh, necessary. Uh, we're, we're, we're going with the Jets here. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't trust that. Uh, oh, next up, uh, can we not talk? I don't want to talk about this okay, game. Okay, fine. Jake we'll Fromm. We'll make Jake it quick. Fromm, make it quick. Jake Fromm is making his first NFL start uh, – you know what that means, Jack. This is uh, the Eagles versus the Giants. I will not be watching this game, uh, but you already know too much of this game is going to be on red zone. Like you already know at least 75% of red zone because they love the Giants for some reason. We don't know why. They do. We don't, know, don't why. know why. No, I do know why. And it's, it's, it's called New York. <laughs> money and ratings and it's – the, the New Jersey, the New Jersey New Giants, York. the Meadowlands Giants will be going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. And this game is again terrible. But here's the thing, though. The reason why I'm happy I'm going to the Falcons game is not because I get to see the Falcons or Lions play. It's because I don't get to watch this game and I don't get to watch Jets uh, Jacks. It's two terrible games I get to miss. Two. Because, like I said, you know they're going to show every <laughs> second of this game on Red Zone. Oh, yeah. Philly and everyone's going to be like, get. <laughs> this off my screen 
Uh, Giants are one and six on the road. Uh, going into Philly today, who still has a shot to make the playoffs. Uh, trotting out Jake Fromm uh, with this banged up half of an offense. <laughs> I'm, really I'm, I'm going with Philly today. Oh, Philly sucks at home, by the way. They're not a good home team, and I don't care. I'm still picking Philly. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like, I, I it doesn't 100% matter. 100% pick Philly. I think the plus matter. 11. It, no, no, I'm not going to. I don't. Should I go with plus 11? I might just not bet that Okay, game. well, that's well, a, here's a game. That's a sicko. That's a sicko play. <laughs> here's a game that actually is a very similar play to that, but maybe a little bit better of an idea to do, and that's Tampa Bay against Carolina. Now, this game is a battle of – Two teams that absolutely blew chunks a few years ago in the NFC, but um, both are basically whenever whenever one of these teams is good, the other sucks. That's what I'm convinced. Whenever one is good, the other is god awful. In 2015, yeah. the Panthers were one yeah, of the best yeah, teams yeah. in football. The Bucks were an afterthought, and now it's basically reversed. So these teams are ultimately inverted, and this game is going to be really bad. It's at Carolina. Tampa Bay comes into this game. The spread's ten and a half. What I've seen on here, I, I might take that. <laughs> I mean, and I get the Bucks lost their last game nine nothing. I get that was bad, but we also are very aware that the Saints own regular season Tom Brady. That's not a question. The Saints own regular season Tom Brady. Yeah, but they're favored by ten and a half points. Now I don't know if the Bucks with half their team and Tom Brady should be favored by ten and a half over. But the Andy. Bucks, but the Panthers are really bad. The Panthers are really bad, but I think this might be a lower scoring game than you would think. Uh, the current over under is 44. Um, I don't know where I stand on that. It opened at 48 and a half. And obviously, if, it, if you got it at 48 and a half, uh, good for you. Um, I, mean, I think I'll we're be both absolutely like. I think we could both pretty no confidently way. say that the Bucks are going to win this game, though. Oh, like, I don't think doubt. the Panthers have a chance to win, but without a doubt, covering the spread is the more interesting part there. But let's move on to the Chargers versus the Texans. We've seen the Texans make a couple of these games frisky. It's a ten and a half point spread. Do we really trust the Chargers? I'm going to go with yes. Even with Mike Williams out, Jalen Guyton out, Derwin Ga- James still questionable. Parham on the injury reserve, which God and bless him. I saw that hit he had with his neck. I nearly killed him. It was insane. And Eckler out. So much of this offense is out this game. And I'm not worried because the Texans have about five good players on their teams. And two of them are Kyami Fairburn and Brandon Cooks. Both are out. The Chargers are winning this game by a lot. That's two of yeah. their best players gone. They're, they're not winning this game. They're not even going to get close. And David Johnson's confirmed to be out too. They're not winning this I don't game. Know. They've had a few. They've had a few wins against the spread. Overall, they're pretty. They're pretty bad against the spread. Um, and I get they beat up on the Jags last week, but I think we can say pretty obviously the Chargers are significantly better than the Jacksonville Jaguars. So yeah. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think this will be a very close game. I'm with. Next, you we have um, another another sicko game up there. <laughs> there are a lot of just heinous games weekend, but we have this Chicago. is the one to bet on, though. This yes, is yes. the one to bet on. Yes, Bears, Seahawks. This is in Seattle, a uh, battle of the two teams that have brought me lots of pain. Uh, the Bears in this game, oh boy. Okay, this is even th- just to let you know, this is the AP article with this game. This is the title of the article Seahawks host Bears facing likelihood of meaningless games. <laughs> like, even they're telling you, don't watch this game, don't put it on, don't bother with it. It's a 405 game, uh, Eastern Time, 305 Central. 
And yeah, this game is going to be pretty tough for the eyes, but Seattle's favored by seven, at least what I see on ESPN. Uh, both these teams have are coming off losses. Uh, Chicago have lost four of their last five. Uh, Seattle has only lost three of their last five and actually won two of their last three. So they've been on a pretty decent streak, beating the Niners, beating the Texans, and losing to the Rams with help from the refs. But also, I mean, it's the Rams, so it's not a bad loss. But yeah, I, I think pretty obviously Seattle should win this game, but I, it may be a little tighter than we think just because it's Seattle in 2021, which by the way, this is the first losing season Seattle's had since 2011 with their ninth loss last week. It's pretty remarkable. Goodness. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. What a run. I don't know where to go in this game. Um, I've been trying to figure out, uh, trying to figure out which side I want to lean on uh, here. Because it's really unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Um, Both of these teams should be able to lose this game at once. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Chicago uh, against the spread that is. I I still want to take Seattle in the game. Uh, I'm still going to put that as far as pick them, but... I really, really want to take Chicago with the spread. Uh, six and a half, even at home for Seattle. Nope. You know what? I'm, 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 I'm going the other way. I'm going Seattle minus six and a half. That's going to be my bet of the day. Um, Chicago is terrible as an underdog on the road. Uh, their margin of victory, I think, is like outside the spread. Let me let me look at this really quickly. Um, oh yeah, here we go. Chicago's average margin of victory on the road, where they are one in five as an away underdog, is thirteen and a half. The spread is only six and a half. Get it while you can uh, before game time here, uh, but. Chicago uh, gonna gonna get a pretty bad rap. Uh, gonna get a pretty bad rap today. I think this might be. Uh, I mean, we say this every week. This might be the uh, engraving on Nagy's tombstone today. Get you Seattle minus six and a half. Yeah, this is gonna be a rough game for everyone. Uh, next up, we have a game that is. A little bit interesting in terms of what the spread is, because this one's actually 10.5 for Kansas City uh, going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this game is in Arrowhead. It's a 425 game. Um, Tyreek Hill is in, and Travis Kelsey is out. And that is your stance for players here. Uh, Mahomes is in, good to go. Edward Solaire is good to go. Um, and then most of the team for the Steelers is going to be fine. Um, there are a few guys of note that are going to be out, but not anything too massive. But I'm still rolling with the Chiefs here. I get that getting Travis Kelsey out's a big blow, but getting Hill in is massive. They have both those guys out. I might be wavering a little bit, but there's still a reason why this team is so heavily favored, even with those guys out. So I just, I don't know. I I I really think that's going to be good. I think that still is respectable. I just, I, I don't know. It's really difficult for me to sit there and still pick against the Chiefs, even with this many guys uh, talented coming in here. So, um, and, uh, well, I did see an update, too. Um, quarterback coach Mike Kafka, running back coach Greg Lewis, and assistant offensive lineman coach Corey Mathai 
will not be coaching today uh, for the Chiefs due to COVID protocols. That came out about three minutes ago. Um, so that came out there. But I just – I still don't think they're going to lose this game. I still don't think they're going to lose. So I, I, I still think they're going to win this game. I'm rolling with the Steelers here. No Travis Kelsey. They've been able – the Steelers have been able to force a lot of turnovers this year. Um, and what's the one sort of thorn in the side of this Kansas City offense is when they can't just get the ball down to Cap- Travis Kelsey. Uh, they like to turn it over a little bit. Uh, it's been kind of their Achilles heel so far. So I'm going to go with Pittsburgh today, not just because I'd like it for the Titans' sake, but because I actually think they've got a decent shot. Um, that being said, I'm going against the trends because Pittsburgh 2-6 and six on the road as a road – uh, dog, uh, Kansas City six and two as a home favorite this year, but I, I'm I'm going against the grain here. Could be an interesting matchup. I'm excited to to see that game come out. But yeah, I don't. There's no way Kansas City will cover that game no matter what. But um, plus ten and a half still is pretty pretty bold. And uh, next we have another game that goes on out west, and that is going to be between the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, two teams that are struggling to hang on for playoff hopes, um, and pretty much for good reason. These two squads are not looking particularly great when it comes to playoffs, but they're still live. They're still here, and uh, we'll see how they end up doing because I still think Denver is going to pull this game off, and, and I think they're going to do it because they're just the better team here. I get winning um, in Vegas has been uh, an interesting trend for them. I'm actually going to look up and see the um, who's been better where. But, uh, again, both these teams are 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, Yeah, Raiders are slightly worse at home, 3-4, and four, compared to Denver's 3-3 three and three, um, on the road. So pretty tough odds for either team coming into this game, but I just think it's better for Denver here. Darren Waller out, still going to hurt the Raiders, though I do have um, – Moreau on my fantasy team, so I really hope he goes off. But uh, yeah, the spread in this game, I think it's actually even right now. At least on ESPN, it says even. Um, this is definitely a toss-up game, but I'm going to roll with Denver. I'm rolling with Denver too. Uh, not really a believer in this Raiders team anymore, um, as I'm sure yeah. we've covered a lot on the pod. But I'll tell you who I am a believer in. I'm a believer in the Dallas Cowboys. This team has been pretty good. Last week, I, mean, I mentioned that 10-4, and four, they've looked very solid this season. I think they're a lot better than Washington, who's the team they're facing often when they host Sunday Night Football um, tonight. Uh, tickets, tickets are shockingly cheap for this game, which is pretty funny. Uh, for a divisional game in Arlington, I feel like that's usually pretty bad. But it's also Dallas by nine. There are a lot of big spreads this weekend, and I think that's going to stay true. Uh, Antonio Gibson and Curtis Samuel are both um, questionable for this game. Not sure if they'll be in or not. Um, Tyron Smith, I know, is out still uh, offensive line. But, yeah, I, I still have a lot of faith in Dallas in this game. I think they'll come out and play great. They've won their last three in a row after struggling a little bit. Um, and Washington, after rattling off a few wins, has now lost two in a row. In fact, the last time they played Dallas was a 27-20 victory for the Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, I have a lot of faith in Dallas in this game. I think they'll come out and put up a pretty strong show. Cowboys can win this game. And with winning that – would I think it would be done for the divisional race? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes, if they win, they will win the division. Uh, it will be all locked up and over. Yeah, I'm and going finally, with the Cowboys here. And finally, we have up as we near an hour on our pod here today. 
the Miami Dolphins against the New Orleans Saints on Monday night football. And now not only obviously I want Miami to win just because screw the Saints, but also I do think they are the better team here. Now they are two and four on the road, but the Saints are two and four at home. They're both seven and seven overall. These teams are actually, at least on paper, really similar. But the big news here is that the Saints um, have a good amount of guys on the COVID list, including both Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon. Jack, I got two words for you. <laughs> what is that? Ian Book, baby. <laughs> That's the third word. Ian Book. Uh is the starting quarterback for the Saints in this game. Um, I think you can tell where I'm going to lead or where I'm going to lean as far as uh, the winner of this particular ball game. So here's here's a list. Jawan Johnson, Adam Trotman, Taysom Hill, Trevor Simeon, Malcolm Jenkins, Jeff Heath, Jordan Mills, James Carpenter, Christian Ringo, Jalen Holmes, Caden Ellis, JT Gray, Ryan Ramzik, Dwayne Washington, DeMarco Davis, and Carl Granderson. 16 guys on the COVID list for the Saints. Is that a lot? Is that a lot? 16! Is that important? (laughs) Ah, I mean, we know we talked about the Ravens, but um, obviously nobody cares if the Saints have a misfortune. But, but yeah, this is pretty bad for the Saints. Obviously, I don't want the players to get sick, and I do hope they get better soon. But it is very helpful that there are players out for the Saints this weekend. Miami Surgeon, they played a lot really good last few weeks. they are full of wins across the board. I get they haven't played the best opponents, um, but they have played pretty well against their not as good opponents. So I think they'll come out these games and win. Uh, New Orleans, their last two wins at the Jets barely counts because the Jets are way worse than the Dolphins. Then the Bucks basically doesn't count because New Orleans always beats Tampa Bay and Tom Brady for some unknown reason. So this game is not Tom Brady, so I have more faith in Miami, which sounds weird to say, but I think it actually makes some sense. So I'm going to go with Miami in this game, and I think that is going to be all for us from this week's episode absolutely thank you so much for listening uh i'm going with the dolphins as well even though i didn't if i didn't make that clear uh thanks so much for listening once again uh we hope you have a wonderful rest of your christmas weekend enjoy the games bet responsibly uh and uh for now i'm noah parker and i'm jack wallace peace Peace out out, y'all